Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Ram Goldhari, and today we're in Zerchus Ksubis, Dav Ches, the final Dav in the second pair of Ka'isha Shini Sarmola. The Zichud Mesechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for HaKazachas HaTorah. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, was Tana Braisa, HaMagarsha is Ishtovo Tinasa B'Shkunaso, if one divorces his wife, she should not remarry and live in his neighborhood. Rashi explains that since she recognizes his hints and gestures, she might come to sin with him. If her husband was a Kohen, well, Sidor Imo Mimabwi, she may not dwell with him in a Mabwi, even if she is not remarried, as Rashi explains, because a Kohen is prohibited to his divorce. If it was a small village in which they dwelt, this once occurred and the Chomim said, A small village is judged as a neighborhood. The Gemara asks, Who's displaced by whom? Must she leave the courtyard or must he? The Gemara clarifies that if it's his courtyard, she is displaced, and if it's her courtyard, he is displaced. Therefore, the question is, in the case that they each owned a home in the courtyard. The Gemara answers that she is displaced, for the Pusik states, Behold, Hashem will cause you to wander the wandering of a man. And Rav said the reason the Pusik refers to the wandering of a man is to teach, The wandering of a man is a greater hardship than the wandering of a woman. Pointing to the next mission states, And these are trusted to testify during their adulthood regarding what they saw when they were minors. This handwriting on the contract is the handwriting of my father or of my Rebbe or of my brother. The more teaches that it was necessary for the Mishnah to mention all three cases. For if it had just mentioned his father's handwriting, I might say it's because the he was frequently by him and came to know his handwriting. And if it had just mentioned the Rebbe's handwriting, I might think it's because the Eisle Amsid the Rabbi. He was in awe of his Rabbi, and the Mepharshim explained that he might have wanted to emulate it. And if it had only said the father or Rabbi, then one might have thought he's not believed regarding his brother's handwriting. Therefore, the mission is coming to teach that since Kim Shtar is meant the Rabbanan, certification of a Shtar is only the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan trusts him regarding other Rabbanan. And point number three is taught in a Brisa. An adult is trusted to testify regarding what he saw as a child, that we ate from the katsatsa distributed upon the marriage of the daughter of Pony to Pony. It was taught in another brisa. How is the katsatsa done? If one of the brothers of a family marries a woman who's unfit for him, such as a mamzeris, the members of his family come and bring a barrel full of fruit and break it in the middle of the town square and say, Our brother's base is listen, our brother Pony married a woman who was unfit for him, and we fear lest his seed become mixed with our seed, which is understood to mean that either their seed will mix with his, or that people will come to confuse their offspring with his offspring. Come and take a dugmuladoros, a symbol for generations, so that a seed will not become mixed with our seed. And this is the kasatsa that a child is trusted to testify about when he becomes an adult. So once again, the three points are number one. is taught in a b'raisa. If one divorces his wife, she should not remarry and live in his neighborhood. Rush explains that since she recognizes his hints and gestures, she might come to sin with him. If her husband was a Kohen, she may not dwell with him in a mavui, even if she is not remarried, as Rush explains, because a Kohen is prohibited to his divorce. If it was a small village in which they dwelt, this once occurred and the Chomim said, A small village is judged as a neighborhood. The Gemara asks, Who's displaced by whom? Must she leave the courtyard or must he? 
The Gemara clarifies that if it's his courtyard, she is displaced, and if it's her courtyard, he is displaced. Therefore, the question is, in the case that they each owned a home in the courtyard, the Gemara answers that she is displaced. For the Pusik states, Behold, Hashem will cause you to wander the wandering of a man. And Rav said, the reason the Pusik refers to the wandering of a man is to teach, The wandering of a man is a greater hardship than the wandering of a woman. Pointing to the next mission states, And these are trusted to testify during their adulthood regarding what they saw when they were minors. This handwriting on the contract is the handwriting of my father or of my Rebbe or of my brother. The Gemara teaches that it was necessary for the Mishnah to mention all three cases. For if it had just mentioned his father's handwriting, I might say it's because he was frequently by him and came to know his handwriting. And if it had just mentioned the Rebbe's handwriting, I might think it's because the Eisrei Amsid the Rabbi. He was in awe of his Rabbi, and the Mepharshim explained that he might have wanted to emulate it. And if it had only said the father or Rabbi, then one might have thought he's not believed regarding his brother's handwriting. Therefore, the mission is coming to teach that since Kim Shtar is the Rabbanan, certification of a Shtar is only the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan trusts him regarding other Rabbanan. And point number three is taught in a Brisa. An adult is trusted to testify regarding what he saw as a child, that we ate from the katsatsa distributed upon the marriage of the daughter of Pony to Pony. It was taught in another brisa. How is the katsatsa done? If one of the brothers of a family marries a woman who's unfit for him, such as a mamzeris, the members of his family come and bring a barrel full of fruit and break it in the middle of the town square and say, Our brother's base is listen, our brother Pony married a woman who was unfit for him, and we fear lest his seed become mixed with our seed, which is understood to mean that either their seed will mix with his, or that people will come to confuse their offspring with his offspring. Come and take a dugmuladoros, a symbol for generations, so that a seed will not become mixed with our seed. And this is the kasatsa that a child is trusted to testify about when he becomes an adult. All right, so now we go to our simvadav chavches, and our standard simon is koach, a strong man, a strong man. So here goes. The strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the chatzar after he divorced her for not believing he could remember his father's rebbe's and brother's signatures helped his family perform a kasatsa by breaking open the barrel of fruit with his bare hands. Once again, it's a motion. The strong man, strong man, that must be more enough. Chavchez. The strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the chatzar after he divorced her, which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce that if one divorces his wife, she should not remarry and live in his neighborhood. Rashi explains that since she recognizes his hints and gestures, she might come to sin with him. The Gemara asks who is displaced by whom in a case where they each owned a home in the courtyard. The Gemara answers that she is displaced, for we learn from a Pasuk, The wandering of a man is a greater hardship than the wandering of a woman. So the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her, for not believing he could remember his father's rebbe's and brother's signatures, which reminds us, the next mission states, And these are trusted to testify during their adulthood regarding what they saw when they were minors, such as the handwriting on the contract is the handwriting of my father or of my rabbi or my brother. The Gemara teaches that it was necessary for the mission to mention all three cases. So the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her for not believing he could remember his father's rabbis and brother's signatures helped his family perform a katsatsa by breaking open a barrel of fruit 
with his bare hands. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce in Namanatino Kuomar, Shalkhan Baksatso Shobasponi Waponi, and an adult is trusted to testify regarding what he saw as a child, that we ate it from the Katsatsu distributed upon the marriage of the daughter Pony to Pony. It was taught in another Bryce so that a Katsatsu was done if one of the brothers of a family marries a woman who is unfit for him, such as a Mamzeris, and involves the family breaking a barrel of fruit open in the town square. So once again, the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her for not believing he could remember his father's rebbe's and brother's signatures helped his family perform a katsatsa by breaking open the barrel of fruit with his bare hands. All right, now it's time for four block back Hazara. Tav Chavdalad. So the similar Chavdalad is a pitcher. So here goes. The two Kohanim holding pitchers. Pitchers? That must be more Tav Chavdalad. The two Kohanim holding pictures labeled, I'm a Kohen, and my friend is a Kohen, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace of two men say about each other, Ani Kohen v'chaviri Kohen, Neman l'achil truma. I'm a Kohen, my friend is a Kohen, each is believed to enable the other to eat truma, but not to the extent of marrying a woman of good yichus, unless there are three men, two of whom would testify about this one, and two of whom would testify about that one. Rashi explains that it's a malahiba yuchsen, a higher standard that the Rabban set for Kohanim requiring two witnesses. But Yudah says he's not believed even to let the other one eat truma, unless there are three men, two of whom would testify about this one, and two of whom who testify about that one. The more assumes that the Malchokas is whether we are choshesh l'gomlin, whether we suspect kalush between them, and the Kohanim hold we're not suspect, and Rebut holds we are suspect. So the two Kohanim holding pictures labeled, I'm a Kohen, and my friend is a Kohen, decide to give them as gifts to two Kohanim, who were elevated to Yochsin based on eating truma, and what was written in the star, which reminds us, the Gemara brings an alternative explanation with the Malchoks between the Chachamim Rabbi Yehuda saying, but Malin met Trumo Yuchsin They disagree whether we elevate a Kohen who eats Trumo to the status of one who has good Kohanic Yuchos. And the Gemara asks, Malulahalos Meshtarzal Yuchsin, what's the halacha regarding elevating someone who's called a Kohen in a document to good Kohanic Yuchos? Rav Huna and Rav Chizda disagreed. One said we do elevate, and the other said we do not. So, the two Kohanim holding pictures labeled, I'm a Kohen and my friend is a Kohen, decide to give them as gifts to two Kohanim who were elevated to Yuxin based on eating truma and what was written in a star. While one family of Kohanim from Gaulus with widely known problematic yichos Sadly, looked on. Which reminds us of Chizim Rabbi Avina disagree whether we elevate a Kohen based on his doing the Sias Kapayim, Birkas Kohanim. Rabbi brought a Bryce with Hatir Shasa, who's Nehemiah, who forbade Kohanim with questionable Yichos who returned from Babel to eat from Kajim, but did permit them to eat Truma based on the Chazaka that they ate in Truma while in Gauls. Rabbi inferred that these Kohanim could also continue doing Birkas Kohanim based on the Chazaka they had done so in Gauls, and said that if one who did Nehemiah's Kapayim was elevated to good Yichos, what was accomplished by prohibiting them from eating Kajim? The Gemara refutes this proof, saying, Shani This situation was different because their status was widely known to be problematic. Daf so the Simmer Daf is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. When the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift, silver anniversary, that must be more Daf When the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift of a laminated car with a bracha for a fashas chala, with a note that said, for chala nowadays, which is a derabanan, which reminds us, the Chala nowadays is a Durabanan for the Pusik states, you must separate Chala upon your coming into the land. Bavoachem upon your coming teaches Bavias Kulchem Amarti Vlobavias Miksasam. Upon the coming of all of you, I said, you must separate Chala and not upon the coming of some of you. And when Ezra came up from Babo, not all the Jews came up. As a result, Chala nowadays is only a Durabanan. So, when the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift of a laminated car with a bracha for Afrasha's Chala, with a note that said, For Chala nowadays, which is a Darabanan, he fled to Shul and got the first Ali as Kohen, followed by a Levi, which reminds us, the Lord teaches, Edus Habba Mekor Chazaka Kor Chazaka. 
Adis based on a presumptive status is like that of a presumptive status itself. This is like the case when a man came before Rabbi Ami and said, Muskani Bezeshu Kohen. I presume that this man is a Kohen. When Rabbi Ami asked why he thought that, the man responded that he saw him get the first Aliyah. When Rabbi Ami suggested perhaps it was just a covet for being a great man, the man replied that he saw a lady come after him and read second. Rabbi Ami elevated the man to the Kuna to permit him to eat Ruma. So when the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift of a laminated car with a bracha for a freshest challah, with a note that said, for challah nowadays, which is the Rabbanan, he fled to Shul and got the first haliyah as Kohen, followed by a levi, where his father was present and said, this is my son, and he is a Kohen, which reminds us, Rebbe elevated a son to the kuna based on the word of his father, for he taught, if someone came and said, this is my son, and he's a Kohen. He's believed to the extent of letting him eat truma, but not to the extent of marrying a woman of Yichus. He explained to Rabbi Chiyu, who disagreed, that he believes him regarding truma, since it's in the father's power to give him truma to eat. Rabbi Chiyu rejected the testimony of the father about the son, but accepted the aidus of a brother about the brother that he's a levi, even though he's also a relative, because he was Messiah of Hituma, speaking casually, without awareness and intent to help his brother. So the symbol of Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The military coup. Military coup? That must mean we're in Daf Chavav. The military coup finally came to an end when a little boy sitting on the shoulders of his father and called Yohi, the Chale Eater, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the example of the man who was Messiah Chofi Tumuk, speaking casually about his childhood as a Kohen and be called Yochanan the Chale Eater, and Rebbe elevated him to Kahuna based on his own word. So the military coup finally came to an end when a little boy sitting on the shoulders of his father and called Yohi, the Chale Eater, who proved he was not a Ben Gerushim by receiving Maisa Rishon at a formal distribution, which reminds us, Rebbe Shim Ben Elazar says that just as as the distribution of Truma establishes a Chazaka of Kohuna, so does the distribution of Maisa Rishon establish a Chazaka of Kohuna. When the word questions this numerous times, given that Maisa Rishon is given to a Levi, Rav Chista answers the cases where there is a Chazaka that the father of this man is a Kohen. But there was a rumor that he was a Ben Grusha or Ben Chalutza making Machalal, and they distributed Maisa Rishon to him at the granaries. In such a case, we know he's not a Levi because of the status of his father, and if he was a Chalal, which gives him the status of a Yisrael, he would never receive Maisa Rishon but towards Chalukah in the manner a formal distribution. Therefore, he has a chazaka of a Kohen. So the military coup finally came to an end when a little boy sitting on the shoulders of his father and called Yochi the Chala Eater, who proved he was not a Ben Gerusha by receiving Maisa Rishon at a formal distribution, pointed to the basin that was Mitzar of two different pieces of Edus against the evil general heading the coup, which reminds us, it was taught in a b'raisa, the testimony of two witnesses cannot be combined unless they both testify about the same event. Rush explains that this would exclude a case where one witness saw the person borrow the money and the other aide heard the witness admit that he had taken the loan. Rabbi Shumakarcha says, the testimonies can be combined even if they testify about events that took place one after the other. So the simon is a kazoo. So here goes. The marauding kazoo-blowing idol worshippers, kazoo, that must be wearing Duff Chavzayin. The marauding kazoo-blowing idol worshippers who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, which reminds the next mission states, Irshik Vashua Karkom, concerning a city conquered by a siege army, Kokohana Shanim all wives of Kohanim within the city are unfit for the husbands, for we fear that they were violated by the soldiers. Gomorrah contrasts this Mishnah with the mission of Odazor that teaches that during wartime, open barrels are permitted, because the marauding troops do not have time to pour libations. This seems to indicate that during war, the soldiers do not have time for other activities. So why then are they suspected of violating the woman? Ramari said, To engage in relations, they have time, but they don't have time to pour libations. 
So the marauding kazoo-blowing idol-worshippers, who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, didn't notice the single woman crouching in the small hiding place with her kazoo. Which reminds Rabbi Bar Avin said in the name of Yitzhak Bar Ashian, if there exists in the city one single hiding place, it saves all the wives of Ghanim from the decree of separating from their husbands. We assume they hid there and were not violated. Rabbi Yirmiya asks, What's the halacha if the hiding place can only hold one person? The Gemara rejects the comparison of this case to one where there are two paths, where one was definitely Tameh and the other was Tahor, and two people walked down the different paths and then touched Tahor food, saying that in the path case, one of the paths was certainly Tameh, but here, who's to say that any of the women were actually violated? So the marauding, kazoo-blowing idol-worshippers, who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, didn't notice a single woman crouching in the small hiding place with her kazoo, but her shivcha looking through the window did. Which reminds us, the mission had stated regarding wise Ukhanim in a besieged city. But if they have Adim who testified that they were not violated, even if the witnesses in Evid or Shivcha, they're believed. And we have a question whether that means that also her Shivcha is believed. Alright, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we have a question whether a woman's Shivcha can testify that she wasn't violated? That's on Duff. Chavzain. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we have a case where a Kohen was elevated to Kahuna based on his being given Maiserishon at the Goren? That's on Daf. Chavav. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that an ex-wife should not live in the same Chatzar as her former husband? That's on Daf. Chavches. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you learn? Edus habama koch hazaka kachazaka, such as in the case of someone who sees a kohen get the first aliyah followed by a levi. That's on daf. Chafei. Good number five. Which stuff do you learn that the edus of two edim cannot be mitzdarif unless they give edus about the same thing? That's on daf. Chavav. Good number six. Which stuff do you learn how katsatsa is performed? That's on daf. Chavches. Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn if there's a hiding spot in a besieged city, then all the wives of Kohanim are permitted to their husbands? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn a man is believed when he testifies that he remembers his father's rebbe's and brother's handwriting from when he was a child? That's on Duff. Chavches. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn that a father can forbid his daughter to all men when he says, as beating the Satil Ishazed? That's on Duff. Chabes. Good. And number 10, which stuff do you learn that when it comes to wartime, the pull of the Yetzor to have relations is stronger than the drive to be Ovid of Odezor? That's on Duff. Chabzayin. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.